I'm Fleet Cooper, reading from the New York Times Style section. Burberry, J.W. Anderson, and Simone Rocha, Reflections on a Fashion System, by Vanessa Friedman. In the streets and cafes here, there is a lot of talk about the possibility of a Brexit, Britain's leaving the European Union, to be decided June 23rd in a national referendum with Prime Minister David Cameron pleading to stay and the London Mayor, Boris Johnson, announcing that he's for leaving. But in the microcosm that is fashion land, it's all about the Burbexit. You know, Burberry's announcement this month that it is upending the fashion system and that, come September, it will show season non-specific clothes that will be immediately for sale. The two are not unrelated. After all, when the dominant topic in a country is about rejecting the rules, when the world is divided into ins and outs, it is little wonder fashion brands start taking stock and deciding it is time to turn away from ye old group dynamic and do what works for them. So on Monday, there was a Burberry show in transition. Some pieces can be pre-ordered from the brand's website and from its Regent Street store. And while it felt a little nostalgic, helped in part by the angsty crooning of Jake Bug playing live, it had the effect of casting the rest of the recent shows in a somewhat different light. Just as with the stay-or-go referendum, the question of whether a brand should show now and sell now, or show now but sell later, is highlighting a division in fashion. Between brands conceived to dress up the status quo and brands conceived to challenge it, Burberry is firmly in the first camp, as evinced by its two-tone parade of Things I Love, in the words of Christopher Bailey, its chief executive and chief creative officer. In practice, that meant mainly swinging 60s lurex or lame jacquard mini-dresses contrasting with tough outerwear. From military greatcoats to suede peacoats to a snakeskin trench, with a few trousers and a panoply of patchwork accessories. For the second, however, see J.W. Anderson. Often you need silhouettes and collections to marinate. You need to get used to them, the designer said the day after his show of space-age tunics and trousers traced in zippers, cloud-like tiered and ruffled miniskirts, fur hoodies and stiff satin jackets with the lines of a rocket ship. If these hit the stores tomorrow, they could sink. But I'm not interested in accessibility. I'm interested in clothes that are very good, or very bad. A lot of the collection looked outré, though dissociate those satin-flocked trapeze jackets from the chamois cloud skirts they were paired with, and put them over a pair of black skinny pants, and suddenly they take on a whole new vibe. But it had its own frenetic energy. Glance again and again, and it is easy to imagine the orbital leather-trimmed skirts and the studded white shirts becoming something of a thing. More of a thing, anyway, than last season's 1980s, though, case in point, that baton has now been assumed by Gareth Pugh, who went back to the decade of Moogler in Montana with an ode to the power suit. All stars and shoulders and strength through seams. Anya Hindmarch went there, too, a bit, with a Pac-Man-inspired show of rainbow pixelated bags and fur coats, googly-eyed backpacks and video game-striped suede's. Increasingly, we seem ready to reinvent that period in history. 
By contrast, the slouchy suiting at Paul Smith, whether covered in metallic florals or select paisleys, and the pirate maidens, all military braid capes and lacy tears at Temperley London, were aesthetically available, simply another translation of what had come before. They were an easy ask on the part of a shopper looking for a new frock, or frock coat, but they lacked the urgency or the danger of the new. Which side Mulberry will join under its new creative director, Johnny Coca, is still unclear. On the one hand, his debut of neat, top-stitched, military-inspired wool capes and coats trod a familiar British heritage line, as did the muddy 1970s colors, minimal trousers and pleated shirt dresses. Things took a more interesting turn for the kitsch and ruffled tuxedo shirting and leather and sheer chiffon, a leather tuxedo shirt dress also showing up in Mary Catransu's psychedelic western hoedown in tweed and tulle, overblown orange roses.